Yo, what's up? It's Meme Lord Monday. I'm your host, Matt Matias. Welcome back. I'm your Meme Lord for the Lord. And every Monday I go live on YouTube and Instagram at 8 p.m. And I'm grateful for those of you who are joining me right now. I'm grateful for those of you who will join me. You guys are awesome. Uh, I just go come on here. I like to think and I like to laugh. So I do goofy stuff, but I also do serious stuff. And uh, I'm, my people are the people who grew up in the church. You know what I'm saying? Those are my people. You guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about Veggie Tales and uh, Salty, the Psalm book. You, y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I do. I talk to you guys. You know my memes. If you are, if you are into memes for Jesus, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Memes for Jesus was, Mr. Memes for Jesus was started by my buddy Mike, Michael Schaefer, back in 2012. And it was arguably the very first Christian meme page. Um, a lot of people claim the name or whatever. It was Christian memes and he blew up like crazy. Um, so I can say with some confidence that we're working to get memes for Jesus back. Uh, we had stepped away from memes for Jesus for a little while, but, uh, and there's a lot of complicated like information there that I can't necessarily talk about, but, uh, if, if, and when we get the page back. Uh, we'll be able to talk about it a bit more with with more clarity, and uh, we'll be back to making memes. And this channel, the Meme Lord Monday channel, I want to designate just for you know, it's my thing. It's where I stream, and I'll be hanging out with you guys. So that's that's what that's a little update. Um, also, thank you so much for joining me. I love you guys. Uh, listen to me just rant, scream, go crazy. I got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm going to be talking about just like the self-awareness of being a Christian in, in modern America. Cause that's where I'm at. That's where I'm guessing a lot of my viewers are at. If you're watching, if you haven't liked and subscribed to the YouTube, please do that. That would, that would help me out so much. I'm trying to grow on YouTube uh, on my own and just make my own little platform. Uh, so I'd really appreciate the, the likes and subscriptions, but anyways, um, yeah, dude, it's awesome. I'm really, I'm really excited about possibly getting memes for Jesus back. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I've been working on, which has been in the works. Um, I mean, if everything goes according to plan, we could have it back by tomorrow for reals. But for those of you who don't know or don't care, it's all good. I get it. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. Um, and I wanted to talk about just some things that've been on my mind. In so it's going to get a little serious. I'm going to try and keep it as goofy as I can, but it's going to get a little serious. We're going to talk about some stuff that is very heartbreaking, uh, but I'm going to talk about ways that we can, I think, tackle it as Christians. Um, so we'll talk about that. But first, I want to ask you guys, if you are a Christian in America, how do you feel that we are viewed by people who are not Christians? You know what I'm saying? Like what, when you talk to somebody and you tell somebody that you are a Christian and they're not a Christian, what's normally the reaction there? Can we think about that for a second? I think we don't think about that a lot as Christians, for at least Christians that I've interacted with online, I'll say, because I, I interact with a lot of Christians online and I do interact with a lot of Christians like, you know, IRL in, in real life, but like. That's what I'm talking about. It's 
what do what do people think about Christians? And the, and then my second question, my follow up question to that is, should we care? <laughs> should we care, or should we be based? There we go. <laughs> based. That's the sound effect I made. So that's a W. That's a W. <laughs> I'm sorry for how many times you're going to hear that, but I'm going to be spamming that sound effect. Okay, let's get to some of these uh, answers you guys are giving me here. I think we're viewed as just people who are super judgmental and want to force people to conform to our religion. I was talking about this at my youth alpha program last night, actually. Awesome duck. His name is Duck. I think Christianity is viewed as exclusive and hateful in a lot of ways and or groups. <laughs> what up, what up, Sam? So, like, yeah, I think I, from, some of you know and have heard me say this already that I'm I'm going through my yearly deconstruction time uh, where I, I view what I believe and I reanalyze it and I see the challenges uh, brought against what I believe. And so I've been listening to a lot of atheist uh, talking points and atheist like live streams and debates and stuff like that. And like my faith is still strong, but I want, I want to take this time to really see like how people, how Christians are viewed. Cause it's so easy to just sit back and be like, eh, I'm a Christian. I'm good. It's, life is great. I feel real good. <laughs> like, you know, just not even give a crap. It's so easy to do that. And I think that that's doing a disservice to Christianity and it's doing a disservice to unbelievers. If you're just like, well, I don't care what you think of me. If you're, if you're too based. And for those of you who are listening who don't know what based means and the way I'm using it, it's basically like somebody who's super uh, convinced and um, confident in their position, like so confident that it, they don't care what people think about them. And that's why on like... There's a whole meme about that where there's like this Giga Chad guy who's this ripped muscular guy that's like the the poster child for being based and being super confident and unmoving, standing there unfazed. <laughs> that's an Andrew Tate quote. Unfazed. And that's basically it. Yeah, but like how, like there there is a merit to being based for sure. There is total merit to that. Because you, you have to stand firm in what you believe. Absolutely. You should be based. You should. <laughs> and But like when what I like to talk about on this show is when we're too based and we and we don't care about other people. Um, and here, I'm going to show you a little clip that, that made me go down this, this road um, because this is so real. So check this out. And here's the truth is God doesn't love you just the way you are. This is the harsh reality. God does not love you just the way you are. The Bible says... <laughs> All right, for, for those of you listening, there's a street preacher literally saying God doesn't, like, God doesn't love you the way that you are. He's saying that. And in the background, there's somebody doing the sturdy, getting sturdy. <laughs> getting sturdy in the background that's like it's a dance that you do where you you like you dance to this quick like bro this clown's getting sturdy in front of a street preacher doing this hilarious dance and doing it very well by the way i gotta watch it again you got like this 
This made me laugh hard when I first saw this. Look at this. And here's the truth is, God doesn't love you just the way you are. <laughs> this is the harsh reality. God does not love you just the way Yo. you are. The Bible says... The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. And with that has come an absolute pandemic of people addicted to pornography. This addiction statistically is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike. It's a problem. Porn is a human problem, but Covenant Eyes provides a human solution. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. With Covenant Eyes, you choose someone that you know and trust to walk with you as your ally and to hold you accountable for your online behavior. Me and my friends use it, and I've seen it firsthand break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. This stuff works. So basically what you do is you download the Covenant Eyes app, it tracks the activity on your devices, and your friend who's your ally gets a victory app which shares your activity feed right to their phone. You and your ally will be able to celebrate victories together and have honest and caring conversations about your successes, setbacks, and triggers. Nothing works better than this. If you struggle with pornography addiction online and you're ready to see some victory in your life, download Covenant Eyes and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Try it out. I've gotten so many success stories from this app, and that's why I'm so happy that they've chosen to sponsor Meme Lord Monday. Again, that's Covenant Eyes. Use the link in the show notes of this episode and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Victory over addiction has never been easier. <laughs> oh man, that's the best thing ever. Because like, the street preacher totally based and unfazed you know telling his truth like a true giga chad <laughs> which i mean i don't know how much i agree with that message you know telling people god doesn't love you the way that you are like bro are you evangelizing what are you doing <laughs> why what's the point why are you preaching that like i know that there's like a a, a gospel technique that you have to tell people how horrible they are first and how much they need a savior and convince them. And I understand, like, I get that. <laughs> he's a giga Chad, Trevor. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's just like, he's being too based. Like he doesn't care what people think about. And, and like I said, there should be an element of that. Absolutely. But like, if you're, if your purpose and your point of getting the, of getting what you're trying to get across you know, it's to be received. You want people to receive what you're saying. Maybe you should make some sense. Maybe you should say something that's a bit more palatable. I mean, I, and I get it because a lot of people will say, I know the response. So people are going to be like, well, the Holy spirit works through the words of the preached gospel. I get that. But you know, scripture always also talks about, you know, being, being measured in your approach with outsiders. And it also talks about how our wisdom towards outsiders. I feel like I'm just going to harp on that all the time because it's in the Bible. And it, I think it's something that it's a lost art method and message, Chad. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, like, and, and this is so profound. I'm going to get back to the cloud thing again. And this is so profound. Thing. God doesn't love you just the way you are. God doesn't love you just the way that you are. And this, the clown is just like, she liked the way that I move. <laughs> she liked the way that I move. Just getting down, just dancing. 
in front of this guy. And this is so like, this is actually profound to me because I think it's so representative of what's going on with Christians. Like we are screaming, stomping our feet in the ground and the world is mocking us and dancing in front of us, like trying to, to fool us. And they're like, they, they think we're stupid because of this. Um, and that's what I see on a lot of atheist talking points. It's just like this, they'll say theists are so arrogant because they feel they have the corner on, on truth. And I believe we do. I, I mean, I definitely do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like when you, when you're tone deaf to your audience, they're just like, wow, you're a clown. And I'm going to show you how much of a clown you are. And they're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're right. If you're if you're tone deaf to who you are talking to, and you are insensitive and uncaring to the people that you're that you're sharing your message with, you're not being persuasive. You're just being a jerk. You're just being <laughs> you're being a huge jerk, bro. You're just being a poo poo head. It it makes no sense to me, honestly. If you feel it is. And, uh, you know, I'm the dumb meme lord. I always say that. I'm not going to posture myself like what I say is authoritative. And I want to be open to being corrected on this. But this is how I'm feeling about it. I think that this is something, you know, when you see see a a street preacher literally getting clowned. um, And I know that that dude went home and cried um, persecution. I'm positive. I'm positive. (laughs) <laughs> oh, they were persecuting me. They were they were mocking me. And there's elements to all of this that that, that there's truth to all of this. The elements that are going on here, um, because when and and here's something I wanted to get into that this is like this is the sad part. All right, because there's truth to how the, there's truth to the objection that Christians are jerks. They're hurtful. And they're hateful. There's truth to that. What I'm going to do is um, talk about a talking point um, that that involves Christians. So recently, this is a sad story. Okay. Uh, recently, there was a um, a shooting in Colorado Springs of an LGBTQ uh, club, and there were people killed in this nightclub. They were shot down. It was it was a shooting, and so I I, I don't say that I don't bring that up for no reason because I'm bringing this up because there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of pain, and people who are affirming, meaning that they they believe that uh, homosexuality and that lifestyle is compatible with Christianity, they they are saying, and also the LGBTQ plus people are saying i've heard this many in many different places and and a lot of you who um really enjoy my takes on the lgbtq community because I, I have a heart for you guys um have been have, have been dming me about this and so i want to address it <clears throat> what what affirming people are saying is i don't want to hear you say my thoughts and my prayers are going out to the lgbtq community if you are unaffirming and that puts us in a really strange predicament because they, because they'll say things like this. My buddy Tim from New Evangelicals, he put a video out about this. He even said this 
he, he said, if you are unaffirming, meaning that if you believe that, um, that gay people cannot be Christian, then they, we don't want to hear you say your thoughts and your prayers are going out to the people who went through this situation in, in Colorado Springs, which I was talking about with one of my friends in the DMs. Um, and we were like, how do we handle that as Christians? Because the, what, what they will say is, we don't want to hear that because if you're, your unaffirming theology is what is causing this type of violence. Your unaffirming theology is what leads to uh, people getting murdered, is what they'll say. And so I wanted to talk about this because it's like, in a, in a certain sense, they're right. Because there's evangelicals have been like straight up mean and damaging um, and hurtful to the LGBTQ community. Like, I don't, I don't think I have to really expound on that. I think it's objectively true. Um, but like, what do you do if you truly like in, in my position where I truly care for the LGBTQ community and I know that the unaffirming, like my people in my camp have been hurtful, hateful, damaging, et cetera, to this community. Um, what do I do about that? Because I want to share with them, I do grieve with you. I do grieve with you. I do care that there's been blood spilled, that lives have been lost. I care. I, I grieve with you. But, and this is something that um, I'm going to dig into probably a, a lot deeper than I thought I was, but I, I have to expound on this because it, it is a, like my boy, uh, Theopracy, go follow him. He said, it is an interesting dilemma that we're placed in. If you do, if you truly care for the, uh, LGBTQ plus community and you want to express care for them, but they do not want to accept your love. No matter how nice you are, this is what they'll say. They'll say, I don't care how nice you are. If you're unaffirming, we don't want to hear it. So first we have to admit the unaffirming camp has been hurtful and hateful and damaging. We have to admit that we have to concede to that at this point um, in, in modern America. We just have to concede to it. Uh, you can't say, well, you know, it's the, it's them. Just stop. Okay? Don't point the finger when you're part of a group of people that has done it in the name of, of the Bible or the name of Jesus. I think um, that's the first thing we have to come, you know, just come to grips with. It's true. What they're saying is true. Secondly, um, I've so I used to be a social worker. I, I've been a social worker for, for a long time. I have a ministry degree. Um, I'm about as close as you can get to being like a licensed therapist. I don't, I don't claim to be one, but I can, I'm pretty close to it. I have the credentials. I have uh, trauma-informed training. I have crisis intervention training. And in crisis training, they tell you when somebody's going through crisis, you don't want to, to uh, talk too much. You want to put everything in their court. You want to allow them to to know that you are experiencing the pain with them. And so you don't want to be like that guy that somebody's going through something that's traumatic in their life and then you're just preaching at them, talking to them, just like talking, talking, talking like uh, Job's friends in, in the Bible, just being really annoying even when he's losing everything. And his friends are just like, well, why don't you just curse God and all this other stuff? Don't be that guy. That's the worst thing you can do to somebody who's going through trauma and crisis. Um, and as I've said before, the LGBTQ plus community is always, is they're, they're constantly going through crisis and trauma, uh, because of, um, a lot of different 
societal layers and possibly due to things they've had to experience just within their own households most of the time. Um, you know, just telling people that they're gay is is something that people have lost their lives over, um, which is sad. That's very, very, very sad. And, and it should not be a thing. But anyways, um, so we last thing we want to do is rant at people who are in crisis. This is just something, this is part of proper procedure when interacting with people who are in crisis. Um, there's terms that you can use that are, that are acceptable, like, how are you holding up? Because that's acknowledging, this is something that I've, I've, care, I've kept with me through the years from the training. If you're asking somebody how they're holding up, you're basically acknowledging their pain and you're understanding that they're, they're sitting under the weight of crushing grief and pain. And so that this question puts the ball in their court and it allows them to feel that. Uh, I think it's a really good um, tactic to use when talking to somebody who's in crisis. Um, and so just to get back to that, like if you're talking to somebody who's in crisis, you don't want to rant at them. You want to acknowledge that they're going through pain. And I think as Christians, that w- that's what we should be doing. We should understand that, especially in a, a very traumatic situation like this, like what happened in Colorado Springs, they're going through crisis, they're going through trauma. So acknowledge that. Don't just yell at them and scream at them. Acknowledge the room. I guess that's kind of like the point uh, I'm I'm making in this live tonight is that we have to read the room. (laughs) Acknowledge what's going on in the room before we start talking. And I love what Brandy said. We We have to be, like it says in scripture, slow to speak and quick to listen. James 1.19. Sam, my man. Thank you. With the reference. So, yeah. Being when somebody's in crisis, we have to acknowledge that they're in crisis, and we have to acknowledge their pain, their pain, and we can't try to fix their pain, um, because it's their pain, and they have to be the one to process that pain, emotional pain and grief that that comes from crisis can only be processed by the person who's experiencing it. So screaming at them, yelling at them being disinterested in what they're saying about their pain is the wrong way to go. Um, Sometimes the best thing to do when somebody's in crisis is literally just to sit with them. And if they don't want you to do that, Hey, I don't want, I don't want you to sit me with right now. I just need some space. Give them some space. Listen to them. That this is the, this is best practice when it comes to somebody who's in crisis. Um, So let's, let's view just proper crisis intervention. Uh, style therapy i guess with how we should interact as unaffirming christians with this community that says i don't want you to grieve don't tell them that you're you're praying for them don't insist i mean you can do that on your own time you can pray for them on your own time and you can grieve with them in a situation like this but if they don't want to hear it don't tell them respect that because we have a lot of, we just have so much ground to cover and bridges to build with this community. So if you refuse to listen to something as simple as, I don't want you to do that because I need space. If we're refusing to listen to them at that level, you're just burning more bridges. Because <clears throat> I know it's, it's already a hard thing for Christians in my community and, and you know, many, most denominations uh, in Christianity it's hard for them to even use the pronouns that they're asking you to use for them. Like that's a struggle for a lot of Christians to do. And that can be hard. Like I've talked about that already. That can be damaging. 
by by not affirming what they would like to be called. That can be damaging. Uh, and and so that's this is just like there, this is very multi-layered. This is very complex. Um, but my suggestion would be, if you're interacting with somebody who's in the LGBTQ community, you are unaffirming. Just listen to what they're saying. Just just give them some space. You can still like if somebody's telling you not to love them, you can still love them in other ways. You know, in ways that maybe that would be they would be more open to receiving and sometimes what that looks like is you just shutting up and leaving them leaving them alone uh so i highly suggest that for for anybody who's interacting with this and they don't know how to interact with somebody who's saying i don't want you to t- say anything to me i don't want you to love me because you you and your people have been nothing but hurtful to me listen to those words really absorb what they're saying and be respectful if they want space, give them space. So I wanted to talk about that. So we should we should care about what people think about us because if they're thinking that about us, we need to be mindful of it because we're not going to be effective if we don't acknowledge that elephant in the room. Uh, secondly, there um, should I play this one? Yeah, I'll play this. Here's I'm gonna, I want to react to this video. It's very similar to like the other video that I responded that I reacted to um, a few weeks ago, but I like this one. I don't disagree with it. Okay, first slide says we did not uh, Jesus did not die for us so that we could treat others as they treated him. I love that. We have to understand it was the religious that persecuted and crucified Christ. Um so if we're being super religious, maybe, you know, think about it like this. If you're hurting people in the name of Jesus, that is literally what it means to be a Pharisee. That is that's it. Those are the people who killed Christ. So we shouldn't we shouldn't treat people uh the way that people treated Christ. That should be unacceptable and I think that's a profound statement. Uh, let's get to the next one. Jesus uh Jesus did not die for us so that we could treat others as they treated him. I th- okay, still same slide. Is that the only thing on there? I'm dude, I'm so dyslexic. I thought he said something different. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing throughout the whole thing. I thought there was two slides. There was only one. Yeah, boy's dumb. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I like that. I really like that statement. Uh, And that ties into what I've been talking about. Um, I got one more thing I want to react to. A video from my boy, Inspiring Philosophy, uh, Mike Jones. You must check him out. He's just the best. He's one of my favorite apologists um, on the Internet. And he's been doing this as long as as we have, uh, but he just he needs more clout. the The boy needs more eyes on his stuff. Um, but anyways, he made a video responding to a message that Andrew Tate said, and I want to go through this because this is very, very profound. Can't respect Christians anymore. They set no Dame on fire. People walk around with T-shirts. Jesus is gay in TVs. They're making fun of Christianity on TV. They're mocking your God in front of your face, and Christians don't say a word. They spit on him, and they took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of his robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Christianity is not Islam. Christ told us to follow him through persecution and that we would suffer for his sake. Jesus is not a God so insecure he has to worry about those who hate or mock him. What inspiring philosophy is saying is that Andrew Tate is operating out of like an insecurity when he's saying, you Christians are getting made fun of. You're getting disrespected left and right. And Mike Jones is like, yeah, because that's what they did to Christ. And that makes sense. Like those are legitimate scenarios of persecution where a church is getting burnt down and you got people mocking Jesus. That's just part of being a Christian is expecting that people are going to mock what you believe in. And that's why he recently converted to uh, Islam because he felt as though Christianity was weak. But Mike Jones is saying, actually, Christ was very meek. And let's get back to the video here. And we Christians are not called to be his army of thugs protecting his public image. We are called to love others as he loves us. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This world is infested with hatred and pride. And the only way to save it is not through force, threatening anyone who challenges our God, but by showing them his love. Yet another inspiring philosophy W, but like... And, and he goes on, I'm not going to play the whole video. It, you should watch the three minute video on either his Instagram, Inspiring Philosophy, um, or it, the YouTube that he has, the YouTube channel. Totally recommend you check him out. The thing I really like about this video is because it ties into what I've been talking about tonight. How Christians are kind of like Andrew Tate a lot, a lot of the times. Like the hyper conservative, super fundamental christians that are saying well we need to stand up for what's right i mean but do you though you know what i'm saying (laughs) and what i don't see a lot of scenarios in scripture where it's like standing up for standing up quote unquote for what's right is is what we are commanded to do as far as like the way that i see it in america like I, i think that we should as far as our own personal lives. I'll say that I'm trying to be, I'm trying to bring this all together and be as nuanced as I can, because I know I recognize that there is strength in standing up for what you believe in, but standing up for what's quote unquote, right. And the way that we do that, I think that there's something to be said about how we do it. The the way that we interact with people and the way that we are portraying Christ. I think that there's a big deal in how we do it. Because I, I, the last thing I want to see is one of you guys standing on, what is it, a crate? I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's doing street preaching and getting clowned on. And they're, you know, they're right for clowning you because you're not paying attention because your message is not there. Like, that's the last thing I want for any of you guys to do. So that's basically it, guys. That's what I want to talk about. I think we the, the takeaway here is our message should be coupled with how we treat one another and how we acknowledge their pain and how we humble ourselves to our audience just in the same way that Christ humbled himself for us. You know, the God of the universe humbled himself unto a mere man to be crucified on a cross for the joy of our salvation set before him. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the type of stuff we're called to as Christians. So I want to challenge Christians who are out there, you know, making a difference or, or preaching for, for God, 
but they're doing it in a way that is ineffective, uncaring, and honestly boils down to it like being a virtue signal. That's cringe, bro. That's not based. That is actually the opposite of based. That is cringe. Let me do a fart fart noise. That's a <laughs> that's cringe, bro. I gotta come up with a cringe noise sound effect. If you enjoyed what I talked about today, you can support me by getting a game called Cards Christians Like. If you look at the link in my bio or the link in the description of this episode. And if you already have the game Cards Christians Like, you can get my expansion pack. I made this with me and my buddy Mike. We both made this expansion pack. It is super spicy. It's called Cards Christians Hide. It's hilarious. It creates the most uncomfortable situations, but in a funny way. And so that supports us directly uh, if you want to do that. So uh, get the Cards Christians Hide expansion for the Cards Christians like game. And also, if you want to learn about how to make a podcast or you want to learn how to grow your page or, or create content for your business on social media, for my supporters, I do this thing called, like that, that are basically weekly coaching calls where I teach you how to create content, what works for the algorithm. We have a lot of fun. And uh, that's starting at $5 a month, uh, but it, and it goes up from there. And five, $5 a month um, is basically a, a group coaching call. And beyond that, you get more perks and I'll do more one-on-one type stuff. So if you want to support me, you can go to memelordmonday.supercast.com and you can do that on a monthly basis. And you have access not only to the coaching, but you have access to backlogged episodes that I've done with amazing Christian creators like KJ52 amazing like viners like Chaz Smith uh, and other like crazy huge renowned Christian artists and creators that uh, I have on my backlog that you can check out so there you go that's my very long plug what's the best way to respond to people who just immediately show hatred towards you for your faith I think this is the same that's a great question Hannah because this is the same exact scenario that I'm talking about with LGBTQ plus people when they tell you they don't want you to tell them that you love them, no matter how nice or considerate. And that's the thing. We got to work on how we are nice and how we are loving. Because if if what loving someone looks like is disrespecting them and not listening to them, then they're right. You're not loving them. And they don't want that type of love. There's a, there's a saying that goes, there's no hate like Christian love. And I get it. Like, I know what they mean. Because I see somebody saying, well, I'm just being loving, brother. In telling you about your sin, <laughs> you know, I think there's a time and place for that. I don't think like, I think as Christians, we can do that, but there's a time and place and there's tact and there's methods and, and that, that comes into play when you actually care about the person you're talking to and they and they don't perceive your actions as you just checking off a box on your to-do list, you know, that's so that is hypocritical. That in itself is inherently hypocritical. If you're telling somebody, well, I love you, brother, <laughs> and you, but you're really not because you're being inconsiderate to them, that's hypocritical. That's, there's no love like Christian hate. It makes sense that people say that. If you're not willing to listen to what they're saying is, con- is concerning. And, and I know, I understand that there is genuine hatred towards Christians as far as like unprovoked hatred because maybe what they see as what as they see as Christians they see they they equate their experience with Christians in the past uh to all Christians 
maybe they had one bad run in with a Christian and suddenly you're presenting yourself as a Christian and they're like, well, I want nothing to do with you because you're one of those people. That makes sense. It's not your fault. But as I mentioned earlier, if somebody's in crisis or tr- or having trauma, you have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge that before everything. You have to acknowledge the fact that they have been hurt, they have been traumatized, and they are in crisis. And so the way you interact with somebody like that is to acknowledge their pain and acknowledge the fact that they have been hurt. I think, okay, here's a good example. There's so many Christians that are that are just dookying on people who are deconstructing. That It's mind-boggling to me why people would want to do that. Like, I understand that maybe there are some people in the name of deconstructing are saying things and disparaging Christians for the sake of just disparaging Christians. But if somebody's saying, I'm questioning my faith because XYZ happened in my life and XYZ doesn't make sense to me in scripture, what are you doing? Abusing them and saying, well, you're just you're just trying to make an excuse to not be a Christian. Bro, there is literally no point in that. That is like antithetical to being caring and loving and considerate to the place that that person's in right there. Um, hey, what's up? My man Tim showed up at like the perfect time. <laughs> My man Tim from New Evangelicals. If you don't know who he is, check him out. He is like the guy for deconstructing. And the, the thing is, like, I love Tim and I love what he does because I feel as though a lot of our audiences intersect because I like addressing where Christians are short-sighted and, un- and not being self-aware. Um, in the ca- in the instances like I re- I was talking about earlier, where if if the LGBTQ plus community is saying, "I don't want to hear from you," <laughs> then maybe you should just leave them alone. You know, <laughs> maybe you should just listen to them and love them from a distance. Maybe do that. You know. Um, yeah, bully like theocracy said. I love bullying deconstructors with my love. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? I just, I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't get why you would want to hate people who are in a vulnerable and painful state. This is like, and it's cool for a lot of Christian, like pastors and, and Christian leaders are like, it's, you know, people think it's sexy to deconstruct these days. And I mean, some people sure might be doing it disingenuously, but I mean, this has kind of been a thing for a while now where people are just quite, you know, they question what they believe so that they can better believe what they believe. Don't hate on them. Um, yeah. Tim says the evangelicals don't understand boundaries. It's true. We have to acknowledge that. I mean, yeah, we just have a track record for, for, for being like that way. Uh, understanding boundaries. I was talking about this earlier, Tim, understanding the life scenario that somebody's in. You know, if somebody's going through a painful crisis, the the last thing you should be doing is is ranting and preaching at them. That's the last thing you should be doing. First thing you should be doing is loving them, just like the Bible says. You know, if somebody's saying I'm deconstructing from my faith because I have questions about my faith, the last thing you need to be doing is saying, "Well, you guys are just trying to sin. You guys are just trying to have sex before marriage. You guys are just trying to do them drugs. You're goofy, bro. Get off the podium." You know? Get out of leadership. And I mean that. Get like get you don't need to be in leadership if you talk like that to people who are in crisis, in pain. 
you know, you're just digging the you're digging the hole deeper, and you're digging your own grave. I I just this this gets my blood boiling. So, anyways, great question, Hannah. I've been ranting about this for a while. That sounds a little woke SJW Jesus to me, Matt. <laughs> if they are mad, it's just because I'm speaking the truth, quote unquote. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of Christians do that too. Like, I don't care what they think. I'm telling them the truth in love. No, that's not how love works. Don't let, don't be so based that you're unwilling to listen to your audience. If you're going to be actually loving, you have to do it a certain way. You can't just love the way that you want to be loved or love in a way that's like, um, you know, this is the way we go about it. I'm telling them the truth. I'm saving them. It just doesn't work like that, guys. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Um, not even like it doesn't work on a secular sense. You know, I talked about earlier as from a social worker standpoint, the way that you interact with people that are going through pain and hurt and crisis is you understand where you understand and you empathize with the pain that they're going through first. That's the first move that you make. And, and rather a lot of Christians will say, well, they're in an unsaved sinful mindset. So I got to speak the truth to God on them. Like, bro, there's a reason that the Bible says you have to tell the truth in love. And there's and love, the way that it is practiced in a practical standpoint, how that is portrayed and how that is practiced, that's very, very it's detailed on how we do that. And the majority of those details reference how we control ourselves. Self-control, gentleness, kindness. You know? I'm preaching. Your boy's preaching. So therefore they are wrong. And if they only see how wrong they are, then they can be fixed. <laughs> I love sharing critical race theory, pro-choice feminism. Oh, no, I can't say. <laughs> oh my goodness. Brandy, great, great comment. Truly balancing truth with love is very difficult, but necessary. Yeah, you have to, you have to do it. Um, and if somebody hates you because of Christ, remember what Mike Jones said. That's the, that's a good thing. That's that is what happened to our Savior. If and I, I shared this before on another live. Um, if people hate you because of Christ, that's a good thing. If people hate Christ because of you, that's a bad thing. So let's monitor how we behave and let's monitor how we treat outsiders and people who disagree with us. Let's let's just you know. Add, add multiple layers of filters before we talk to them. Um, that's it. Well, I wish I could get all to all these comments, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, as I said, if you got some value with, with what I'm doing here, if you want to become a supporter and actually have access to a ton of stuff that I offer, go to memelordmonday.supercast.com and uh, you can find all of the goodies that I have there. Anyways, I'm done. Thank you guys so much for watching. God bless you. Bye-bye. Yo, thank you so much for listening to Meme Lord Monday. I go live every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube Meme Lord Monday podcast and like my crazy memes that I post on there as well. It goes a long way in helping me. If you want to help for free, if you got no money, that's the way you can help me. Also, you can rate or review this podcast on your players, especially Apple or Spotify. I think those are the only two I'm aware of that you can rate or review. 
just tell me what you think. And uh, doing that will actually boost the podcast in a free way. So if you want to do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Like I said, I love you guys. God bless you. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.